0: AM 1060 KDUS Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2 Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's now time to enter the sports zone with your host, Bob Kemp.
1: A little short. A little
0: what long. you do awfully on my <laughs> off, awfully on my putts. Rolls in for Larson. 27 for Pella Larson tonight. Roberts kicks out Cryer. Shedd looking for some space. Steps back and hits! And an attendance record at Wake. 1.8 to go. Duke down by four. On the inbounds it's picked. And the party is done with the salem Kyle
1: Filipowski is being helped off by members
0: of the Duke staff, and you saw the immediate bear hug surrounding him as this court storming is in full effect with Philip Filipowski hobbled. Wow. Well, that's why they were within one at 22-21 early was the turnovers that Purdue had given up as Edie puts it in.
1: This game was about the two most talented quarterbacks in the entire world going back and forth and we've seen it before we saw it in the divisional playoff round a few years ago which is why we named this the new Brady Manning competition right? right the new yeah. Brady Manning saga. But when we look at this game once again Patrick Mahomes beats Josh Allen. Yeah and we sit on this show and we consistently say how great Josh Allen is and I agree but we start to grade Josh Allen on a curve.
0: is still a game. This is not a blowout. So, North Carolina's going to need his offense down the stretch. wants another triple. Gets! He got it Dial 602 260 1060. That's 602 260 1060. Or tweet the show at kdusam AM 1060. And now, here's your sports zone guide, Bob Kemp, on kdusam AM 1060. Welcome to the Tuesday, February 27th edition of the Sports Zone, not just the news and scores, the news and scores with analysis. In today's Sports Zone, right here on S A 1060 and KSLUX HD2 100.7, the U of A will reach the Final Four in Glendale. Houston, should it be ranked number one this week? Courtstorming, should winning home teams forfeit the game? Zach Eady, will he be good NBA player? Ryan Clark, do you like him on television? And what else caught your eye since our last show? Here's today's schedule lineup on the show, which is the most informative sports talk Monday through Friday. In moments of the introduction of today's pipeline, 10:15 or so, a U of A sports update, mainly basketball. A lot of U of A ASU talk in this next segment with Steve Rivera of AllSportsTucson.com and also Tucson Radio fame. Interactive Action at 602-260-1060, also today's bottom line, and some local roundup stuff. And then the final segment of the Sports Zone will be the national roundup, including uh, kind kind of a potpourri of things, including Rip from the Headlines and From the Wire. Right now, on to the pipeline we go. Time for today's Pipeline, where the host reveals the hot topics for discussion. And we start with a KDUS poll question at kdus1060.com. Today's question is, will the U of A reach the 2024 Final Four in Glendale? And Corey is here and has the early returns. Right now, 100% on no, kdus1060.com. Okay, the Wildcat alumni contingent apparently has not pitched in yet. Uh, the U of A, one of several teams, I think, battling for the fourth number one seed. Connecticut, Houston, and Purdue seem to be highly likely to be the top three number one seeds. Meanwhile, today's X poll question, should Houston be ranked number one in the Human College basketball polls this week? And uh, Corey, once again, has early returns. Leading yes, 75%, no at 25%, KDUSAM 1060 on X. Houston moved into the top spot on Monday. The last two weekends, Connecticut and Purdue have both lost games. Houston has not, so Houston is number one, at least heading into this week. Meanwhile, Spain the Globe, um, what to do with court storming? It's everywhere as far as the, the actual unfortunate court storming itself. And uh, also uh, a lot of uh, pretty much every television station. I I even watched an NFL show yesterday. They talked about court storming in college basketball. Anyway, former University of Arizona Athletic Director Greg Byrne, who is now the Athletic Director at Alabama, he suggested on Monday that schools lose the game. If you you forfeit the game, if your fans go on the court at the end of the game. Should college teams lose the game, If fans rush the field in football or you know storm the court in basketball, meanwhile Zach Eady will not stay at Purdue next season. Eady, who has one year of remaining college eligibility, said on Monday that he will leave for the NBA after this year. Will the soon-to-be two-time College Player of the Year Zach Eady be a good NBA player? Television news yesterday: NFL analyst Ryan Clark will return to ESPN after he appeared to say goodbye uh, to ESPN during Super Bowl week, on the air during Super Bowl week. At least I thought that that was the case. Uh, But he's coming back to ESPN. Maybe some shrewd negotiating there by Ryan Clark. Uh, Do you like Ryan Clark as an NFL television analyst? Of course, his kid was on ASU's football team the last couple of years. One of his kids. I don't know if he has more than one or not. He had a kid that was on the ASU football team the last couple of years. All right, that's the pipeline for today. We'll get to all these tremendous topics and much more during today's sensational one-hour radio extravaganza. Anything else on your mind falls into the general discussion category. So whether it is from the pipeline or a sports topic on your mind, 602-260-1060, or you can tweet the show at x.com slash kdusam1060. Basically, the only rules are accuracy and objectivity. If you violate those rules or if you're just simply bad, you will be the target of this. Coming up next, Corey, we'll have a news update. That'll be followed by some U of A and ASU basketball discussion with frequent Sports Zone guest over the years, Steve Rivera from AllSportsTucson.com and also Tucson Radio Fame. Uh, so we'll talk to Mr. Rivera in the next segment about a lot of things ASU historical and current ASU U of A basketball. Once again, at the bottom of the hour, to be phone call time, general discussion. 602, 260, 1060. Also, we'll get to some bottom-line answers from today's pipeline, and who knows what else we'll be doing in that uh, local roundup today. Uh, the Suns don't play till Thursday, and ASU and the UVA don't play till tomorrow. But we'll get to a couple of things. I, I'm definitely going. I didn't have time yesterday to get to the Pac-12 standings after the weekend. We'll definitely do that in the local roundup today. You're listening to the Sports on with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Castelux HD 2 100.7. Your caddy, Ray Adams, takes you beyond the 18th hole on Saturday mornings with Great American Golf from 6 to 7 a.m. on KDUS AM 1060. And welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KS Lux HD 2 100.7, your home of the Dan Patrick Show, live Monday through Friday from 7 to 10 a.m. The University of Arizona, 21-6, and six, entering Wednesday night's final ever Pac-12 regular season game against ASU. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined in the on by Steve Rivera of AllSportsTucson.com and talk show host on. Uh, and, uh, you know, Steve, which station are you on? I, I, I got this mixed up. I apologize. 1450, Fox? 1450. I got to remember that. I'm sorry. My bad on that. I'll get it right no the problem. next time. Hopefully. Okay, so how would you describe the UVA's first 27 games of the season this year in basketball?
1: Uh, inconsistent, uh, perplexing. Uh, uh, those are my first two words, and I think they, they, they couldn't be described any better than that because it's been very strange. Um, I, I'm getting older. I use readers now, and my eyes aren't deceiving me. <laughs> no, they're not because this team is very weird.
0: I would agree with both those words. i get it, We'll get into the UVA this season a little more uh, you know, as we continue here. But first up, you know, the historic. Uh, you know, I mentioned the first uh, this is the last you know, conference regular season Pac-12 conference regular season game between these teams. You have covered many of these UVA ASU games over the years. What are some of the first things you think of when you uh, you know, look back on your time of watching ASU and UVA play play against each other in basketball?
1: Well, the first things that came to mind, uh, I have like three or four. So, uh, ASU game at Tempe, uh, U of A is beating the ASU pretty badly, maybe 20-something. And, you know, the students are giving Luke grief right there. He's, you know, he's there. he's nearby in proximity. And he had had enough, and he pointed to the scoreboard and said, just check the scoreboard. And that was something Luke never did, but he did that day. Uh, that was one of them. I think that uh, uh, Frieder beating Arizona down there with Mario Bennett, uh, Damon Stoddermeyer was there with Arizona, and, and Bennett, uh, uh, the issue taking over, I think it was 1995. That was a pretty mm-hmm. big deal. Um, uh, some games here, uh, I can't remember when, uh, Dickerson, 96, 95, 96, Dickerson went off. Uh, Damon was not playing. Then Davis was not playing. Uh, some great games down here in Tempe. Uh, just Just the rivalry that kind of wasn't, but the ASU would eventually you know, find a way. And, and they did find a way, oddly enough, a lot against Sean Miller, especially in Tempe.
0: That is true. They definitely had a, a streak going there for sure. How would you describe the basketball rivalry between these schools, and has it has it changed over the years?
1: Oh, man. Um, no. Well, see, I, I started covering the team directly in 1991. So by that time, Arizona was pretty dominant in the rivalry. I remember one time writing to, uh, how bad it was, how one-sided it was, <clears throat> and a friend a friend or a colleague up in Phoenix you know, kind of got out of me and said, did you realize back in the blah, blah, blah years or 70s, whatever years with the, uh, with, uh, the issue that they used to dominate Arizona? I said, well, probably, yeah, but it's not what I'm covering. And it's not what I'm seeing. So it, it, it's pretty been one-sided, uh, outside of maybe the, some Sean years. So um, one-sided, uh, sometimes fun, sometimes not.
0: You know, whatever. Lou Olson, he didn't lose a whole lot to ASU. Uh, you've written books about UVA basketball. You've written about Olson over the years. Did he place more emphasis on the ASU UVA game, or did UVA just have you know basically superior players in a lot of those years? As far
1: as I know, no. Uh, in his mind, and, and to maybe his uh, criticism by some down here, is that every game was equal. Uh, every game was important as the other. And when it came to the tournament, it was the same thing. So a lot of people kind of said, you know, Lute, these, these are big games. But Lute loot, uh, loot always kind of held, held serve and kind of just said everything is equal and you just got to win the next one. Um, so no, to, to your point.
0: Yeah, one thing with Olsen and Bill Frieder, they had the, I think, legendary and famous local bank commercials. Do you know anything about the history of those commercials? Well, we had it in our book, A Hundred Things Arizona Fans Need to Know.
1: Uh, it, uh, Steve, Steve Miller, or Steve, I can't remember his name now, um, kind of uh, did these in the 19, early 90s. Some of the funniest things, I don't know if you have a favorite one. I have two. Uh, when, uh, when Frieder was going to fly the plane for Arizona's next game, uh, you know they needed a pilot, and then Frieder turned out to be that pilot. And then uh, when, <laughs> when Frieder uh, wanted a makeover and he wanted to be the best-looking coach in Arizona, uh, he, they turned him into loot.
0: <laughs> That's true. Now, they, they, were, you know, became, they, they, they must have become friends to some extent when they were at uh, Iowa and Michigan, respectively. Is that true?
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, they were great friends in, in, in well, throughout, throughout his career. You know, And I think their, their personalities had, had formed where Lute was the straight guy and Frieder was the, the goofy guy. And it helped serve. They, they saw a, a lot of each other at Del Mar because Lute had a, a, a place down there. In yeah. Ohio and, and Frieder was a frequent visitor down there. And he has a place down there. Um, so great relationship. I know their wives, Bobby, and, 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 and Frieder's wife were friends. So, you know, those were the good old days.
0: Yeah, you mentioned uh, Freeder and horse racing. I was actually at an AU tournament in Las Vegas when I was living in Vegas. And uh, you know slipped out to use a payphone, believe it or not. Back back in the payphone days, kids, yep. there used to be payphones out there. Uh, but I was in the hallway between games, and Freeder was actually in a payphone. Checking on the horse racing hotline. That's what he was doing on the payphone next to me. So I remember they'd be like a racing form in the back of his pocket at the, uh, at the <laughs> AAU tournament. So I was it with Steve Rivera from, uh, from com and Tucson Radio fame. Okay, back to the U of a this season. Uh, they've lost road games at Stanford, Washington State, and Oregon State, but then they swept the mountain trip against Utah and Colorado. Both those teams were undefeated at home at the time before losing to the U of A. What did the U of A do differently when they won those games at Utah and Colorado?
1: I think they had to realize that these games are important. Uh, that was a big, big road weekend, and uh, Tommy got it into them that, you know, every game matters if you can borrow a loot phrase. And, um, and it was important to them, knowing that they hadn't lost. Arizona, for some reason, and, and I've seen this before in, in other teams at U a, they played hard for games that are important, and they don't for games that aren't. Uh, and I think they have to realize, if they haven't by now, that what's left is very, very important if they want a one seed or, or a decent 2-feet. Uh, but they knew that they had to play well in Colorado and Utah, so they did. That Stanford game with two in a row. If you remember last year, they had a double-digit lead uh, throughout the game, and then they lost it uh it's just weird matchups have been very difficult uh with, uh, with uh, uh washington state has been very difficult because they play so uh so slowish uh they're they're tall. they're unorthodox they're one of the biggest hits.
0: yeah in fact they've lost three times in 14 months to washington state uh is it just a style of play here? Uh, you know, I actually thought that Lloyd got out coached at the end of that game by Kyle Smith the other night. Uh, what's going on when they just haven't been able to beat Washington State these last couple of years?
1: Yeah, it's a, I, well. I've always said this, and I even said this yesterday. On people asking me questions about things on Facebook, um, historically, and, and you follow Arizona for a long time. Arizona needs to play motivated. They have to have some kind of apple or or carrot in front of them, and and. When they don't, they don't. You know, explain every first-round loss that they've had throughout the last 30 years. Um, they think they can just show up and play, <laughs> they'd win. That doesn't happen anymore. hasn't happened in forever, especially for Arizona. Um, Washington State is one of those teams that kind of just looks weird. They're, they're, they don't look – they're not a good airport team. And then you think it's Washington State, so they just show up and, and they get beat. Uh, plus, this year, just what? They're good. So that's the kind of a complicated thing. So we'll see what happens if they do play again in, in, in uh, Vegas. But uh, it's one of those teams that's tall and has a couple of good players. And Los Angeles and uh, Arizona needs to realize these guys can beat us, and they already have.
0: Caleb uh, Caleb Love, uh, he left North Carolina, not in the best of terms. It appeared, but he's likely going to be the Pac-12 Player of the Year. Why has he been so good in Tucson with the UVA? Man,
1: I, I, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, I, I, uh, I like the way he plays, but let me say this. And, and I've seen said this it, 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 a time or two. He scares me. He scares me a lot because he takes uh, – uh, he's a high-bound shooter. He takes a lot of crazy shots, 25 feet and out. Uh, sometimes uh, on one possession, uh, uh, possession uh, you know, one pass, one pass possession. Uh, very, very freaky. It's hard to trust him, but you know, you say no, 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 no. And then he hits it and he says, okay, no, 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 no. And then it. <laughs> so very, I don't know if I trust him uh, the rest of the way, but he's been pretty good so far.
0: You know, as I mentioned, it looks like he's going to be the conference player of the year, but I think a case can be made that Pella Larson is the U of A's most valuable player. Is that a crazy thought on my part? But, but that's
1: a great observation. Uh, Bob, about two or three months ago, we had Ivan Mayokawa. He's, a, uh, he's a, 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 an, an analyst. or He has those numbers. You know, he does all these numbers. And and we and I, we asked him, well, who would be the guy that would be the guy, you know? He says, well, according to my numbers, it's Pele Larson. And I said, Pele Larson? What? And it turns out to be kind of true. He does everything, defensively, offensively. He's come to, be, to become a better player in the last two months. He's hit some quick shots. So, I think he realizes or, or knows that this is it for him being a senior, that he's got to shine and, and be better. And he's done that. Um, so, to your point, yes, I say that with a little hesitancy, but you're right. Yeah,
0: you know, Kylan Boswell, uh, how would you assess his two years at the U of A? Uh,
1: perplexing, inconsistent. <laughs> um, and, and, and you know what? That may be why Arizona is perplexing and inconsistent, because he looked fantastic last year. You remember last year everyone he's only 17? He's playing really well. Oh, he's only 17. Well, now he's 18, and he's not playing as well as he did as he was 17. And how many times can you use the excuse of he's 18? He's got 40-something, almost 50 games. That's not more than 50 games under his belt. He's just been very inconsistent. And for Arizona to be very good, he needs to stop being inconsistent.
0: I have a friend. that's uh, a U of A alum here, and thinks that he should not start. I, is, is there been any discussion about that possibility that he comes off the bench and yeah. they use the freshman instead?
1: Discussion, discussions. Yes, not on the, not by Tommy Lloyd, but by other fans like your friend. Jaden uh, Bradley is uh, has been playing well or uh, fairly well. Uh, KJ Lewis is a fantastic talent. He's been okay. Yeah. But um, but uh, I think that in order to keep his confidence, Boswell, Tommy's not going to screw with that and and just continue
0: what he's doing. Talking UVA basketball with Steve Rivera. Okay, on to uh, back to the UVA and ASU. Uh, You know, the first game was on February seventeenth. Not exactly a game. A forty-five point win by the UVA, one hundred five to sixty. The most lopsided UVA win in series history. Uh, does that game play any kind of role in what happens here tomorrow night? No, I don't
1: think so. But you know, oddly, uh, as I was watching that game, and, and they were talking about this was the biggest blowout, and I'm thinking, no way. There's been more. There's been more one side of the game. and then no, that was it. It just didn't. It just didn't feel that way because ASU played halfway decent in the first half, <clears throat> and then lost it in the second half. Um, ASU looks good at times. And obviously, they just lost the state. They look very good, at least, being a, at least in beating the in, in Cougars. Uh, but I don't think it's going to play a factor. It'll be much closer, obviously. But um, we'll see what happens. The road has been kind of strange for Arizona. And sometimes a blowout gives Arizona overconfidence. And I think over the years, overconfidence has always killed the cat.
0: Okay, so this is a crazy question, but give me a blueprint for an ASU win or at least a close game here tomorrow night.
1: Well, I don't know if they do this at all or can do this. Slow it down. Uh, Don't let Arizona run. Hit some shots on the perimeter. Uh, Hit a lot of shots on the perimeter. Hit maybe 13 three-pointers. Kind of be equal with them on the board. Uh, Slow it down, like I said. Keep the game under 75, 72. And that's a slowdown game for Arizona. 2572. Washington State's going to be the only team to be able to do that. Um and just uh, just kind of maybe get some foul trouble in, in Pele and, and Balo. Um uh, but you know, yeah, that's actually a lot. Especially hitting a three quarter. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. It should be a lot of fun. I think there'll be a lot of Arizona fans up there as well.
0: There usually are. Uh so we'll see how that goes uh, tomorrow night. Of course, the Final Four is in Glendale this season. Is that something that the U of A players or coaching staff has talked about, the, the season ends in Arizona with the Final Four? Not not publicly,
1: but we also know that the last time they were there, I think it was 2017, eighteen Arizona was one of the favorites to get there, and uh, we all know how that went.
0: That's true. Did not go well in the, uh, in the regionals. Was that, I can't remember who they lost to that year, but uh, they didn't get here. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, there you go. Okay, so, well, give me a scenario where the U of A, you know, what do they have to do better as a team or more consistently as a team after talking to you for a few minutes here, like more consistently is probably the best way to phrase this. How they, What do they need to do more consistently as a team, to win their first four NCAA tournament games, to reach Glendale and get to the Final Four.
1: Yeah. Okay. So Boswell needs to play better. He just needs to play uh, more confidently, hit some shots, uh, be engaged. I don't know if you saw that uh, Tommy got on him pretty biz- uh, verbally uh, last game, and and uh, it was almost mm-hmm. like Tommy was apologetic when he spoke to me about it in the uh, in the press conference. Uh, and then again yesterday on, online, you know, you know, I have to do it. Of course, coaches have to do it. If players aren't engaged, you got to get on them. So he did that. He's got to be better. Uh, I think that um, even though Love has been very good with points, he needs to shoot more consistently, a better percentage, because he shoots so many points, so many shots. Uh, Balo needs to be better. And let me tell you, the other thing that, that, that really concerns me is Balo's people shooting. Uh, he's got to hit those, free throws. If you're in a late game in the tournament and, and he's in there, uh, what's not to have them foul him and see, take their chances and see how he does, because uh, he's shooting only like fifty 57-53% from the, from the line. Um, and then maybe fourth, fourth, uh, uh, oh, I know, Johnson, a few shots. He's got to be better offensively. Uh, he, too, has been uh, kind of not so good offensively. He's still a lot of talent, a lot of talent, you know, at the fourth spot, very aggressive, but he comes and goes, too. So, there, those are 14, um very doable, very doable. And, again, matchups are going to be a key in the tournament. It's always been in trouble for Arizona in the tournament.
0: Is there enough room on the floor for Balo and Johnson to really consistently succeed? Oh, yeah. yeah,
1: sure. And they've also tried to do a crevice in Balo at the same time. But, but if one gets in a foul trouble, they're toast in the middle of, if one of them gets in the foul trouble.
0: What do you think of Crevice so far?
1: I, I like him a lot. Uh, I still like him for the first game against Duke. He's, you know, had some highs and his lows. But he's going to be a very good big man uh, down the road in, in the next couple, three years.
0: Okay, bottom line here, uh, final question, does the U of A reach the Final Four in Glendale?
1: Oh, that's a tough question. Uh, I think if they get to the Elite Eight, all bets are off. Um, again, uh, they have to play confidently. They have to play like they're um, – Like they're not better than everybody, they got to play hard. Um, It's very difficult to say. I think the matchup against like Mm -hmm. Baylor or somebody physical, like the Big 12 teams are, that's going to be very difficult. It's going to be a matchup that's going to be Baylor, um, those type of teams. Uh, Houston, uh, if they ever play them or play them in the tournament in the final four, that'd be a good good game. Um, I'll say I'll see Elite Eight um, and then see what happens after that.
0: Okay, Steve, let everybody know how they can read your stuff and listen to you on the air.
1: Yep, thanks, Bob. Uh, AllsportsTucson.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Rivera 95 And then you can listen to me streaming at uh, Fox Sports 1450. i on the ball.
0: All right, Steve. Well, we really appreciate it, as always. Thanks. Good stuff. Have fun. Thank you. Steve Rivera. All right. A little U of A basketball history. Plus he's got books about the U of A and so forth. If uh, I'm guessing if most of you are if you're U of A fans, I'm sure that you bought those books in the past. And if you haven't, you need to take care of that. The man needs food. He's got a family. So there you go. <laughs> Next segment, phone call time, 602-260-1060, general discussion. We'll get to a couple of bottom line answers from today's pipeline and uh, since the U of A and ASU don't play until Wednesday and the Suns don't play until Thursday, uh, the bottom line's a little slim on some stuff today, but we'll uh, jam together enough for a local roundup segment. But we got plenty of time for phone calls if you want to jump aboard next segment, whether it's ASU, U of A, or... Anything else within reason? 602-260-1060. You're listening to the Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KISS Lux HD 2 100.7. It's time for today's local roundup. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KISS Lux HD 2 100.7. In addition to the local roundup, it is phone call time we got time and room if you want to jump aboard, 602-260-1060. We had some nice participation in this segment last week. Not so much the first two days of this week, so if you want to get in, 602-260-1060. First up, some bottom-line answers from today's pipeline. And we start with the KDUS poll question at kdus1060.com. And today's question is, will the U of A reach the 2024 Final Four in Glendale? And uh, for me, uh, as I mentioned earlier during the pipeline, the U of A is certainly one of several teams, I think, battling for the fourth number one seed. Now in Connecticut, Houston, and Purdue, unless they just have a horrible last two weeks of the regular season, I think that those are three of the, uh, three number one seeds for almost for sure. And the uh, U of A is one of several teams battling for the fourth spot. That's the good news. The bad news, I would be really surprised if the U of A actually reached Glendale for some of the reasons that Steve mentioned in the last segment. Also, I just don't think they're a particularly consistent team, another thing that Steve talked about. Uh, and I don't trust their guard play. Uh, Caleb Love has made a bunch of bad uh, big shots. He's taken some bad shots. And he did both of those things in the loss against Washington State last Thursday night. Uh, for them to win four games in the tournament, you know the, the first game shouldn't be difficult, but they did lose to Princeton in the first round last year when the U of A was a two seed. Uh, so you never know how that's going to go. But I would be surprised if the U of A actually reached the final four. I think that they just uh, have several you know, deficiencies, of which I've talked about on a frequent basis on this show and also during the extra point. Should the University of Houston be ranked number one in this week's human polls? They are in the number one spot for the first time in the human polls this week. They've been number one in on the computers for months. It seems like definitely weeks. Uh, Connecticut and Purdue lost games the last two weekends. I, I definitely think that Houston should be number one in this week's human polls. Uh, they, they are the best team in the best conference. They're the number one, well, at least they're they're number one in the standings in the best conference. You know, they obviously lost at Kansas earlier this year. They play a regular season rematch against Kansas in the final weekend of the conference, uh, the regular season, and then uh, they might play again in the big twelve tournament. But I think that Houston, based on uh, you know what they've done so far this year, uh, I'm definitely uh, in on them to be the number one team in the human polls this week. I'm in a pool uh, when we get to March. Or before yeah, when we get to March, uh in pool where we take all the teams in a tournament. And if I got the number one pick, I'm not so sure that I would not take Houston. I think I would take Houston if I had the number one pick right now. I'm not completely convinced on Connecticut at the moment, as I have been the whole year, but I think that Houston's defense and rebounding and they make enough shots that I think that I might even take Houston number one. That uh, it's either Houston or Connecticut is if I had the number one pick in a pool where I got to take the first team of the tournament And, uh, you know just a head-to-head thing or a, a cumulative thing. Be, you know, be in it with a bunch of people, that would be my first pick. All right. Also, court storming, big deal. Needless to say, something we've talked about on this show. Football, you know, you know storming the field, etc. Thought Greg Byrne had an interesting comment yesterday, the former University of Arizona athletic director at Alabama. He suggested yesterday that the schools that have that happen to them, they lose the game, they forfeit the game. I don't think this is a terrible idea. I don't really, I've not had a good solution for court storming and uh, rushing the football field after a win over the years. This is as good as anything I've heard. So I'm okay with this. How they could, you know, it's going to be interesting how they would enforce it. But uh, you know, that that would be, I'm okay with that. Zach Eady, uh, will he be a good NBA player? Eady announced yesterday, or it was reported that he said yesterday, at least I didn't hear him personally say this, but he's quoted as saying that he will not return next year. He does have one year of eligibility remaining because of the COVID year, uh, but uh, it looks like he's going to the NBA and not returning to Purdue. Question is, will he? Uh, be a good NBA player I think it's highly unlikely that he will be a good NBA player he's not a good defender uh contrary to popular belief he's a good he blocks shots but he's awful in pick and roll pick and roll situations as are most big men uh and I think that the NBA would just screen and roll screen and roll him right to the bench uh, that's one of the Suns' problems. They don't have too many, if any, good pick-and-roll defenders for the most part. Certainly the big guys aren't. Uh, so that's a tough thing. I think that he will you know, be fill a role as a guy that can score some points occasionally, but I can't imagine he's going to have long stretches on the floor without the opposing team exploiting his pick-and-roll defense. Ryan Clark, he's going to be back at ESPN. I was extremely concerned uh, and, uh, you know the, uh, the Friday before the Super Bowl on NFL Live, which is uh, required viewing for all NFL fans. Uh, he, I thought he was doing a farewell tour during that show. He thanked all his coworkers, thanked all the other people on the panel, thanked the host Laura Rutledge, etc. I don't know if this was a negotiating ploy or whatever, uh, but I think that he is the best. Ryan Clark is the best NFL analyst analyst on television. Whether it's in a studio, whether it's in a game, I think he's the best. He combines humor, uh, which is important, uh, but it's not, if you're just a smart ass guy who just does a bunch of smart ass things, that's not good. But he combines knowledge of the game, opinion, and humor. He is excellent. Uh, I write down more things about what he says. Uh, for our football shows on Fridays than anybody in, in, uh, in pro football or college football, for that matter. And I'm very happy that he's returning the ESPN. And I uh, assume he's going to have a similar role. He's also on with Van Pelt quite a bit. Uh, so he he's really good. And like I said, I was really concerned on that Super Bowl Friday when he seemed to be doing kind of a farewell to ESPN type of thing. All right, on to the local roundup we go. Pac-12 standings. I don't have time to get to this yesterday. Obviously, uh, Arizona winning and Washington State losing against ASU on Saturday changed things uh, in the uh, standings. Uh, the U of A sitting at twelve and four. Uh, they've obviously played one more game than Washington State. Yeah, uh, you know, at this point, uh, sitting at uh, twelve and five. That differential will be evened up. I don't know where. I don't know who Washington State plays this week. I apologize for that. But uh, you know, there's a one-game difference in games played. Uh, so if the U of A would lose tomorrow night to ASU, they'd be tied again. And Washington State remembers, remember, he tried to say, singular, not remembers, remember. They have the tiebreaker if they uh, you know, if they uh, you know, finish first at the end of the season. If they're tied, Washington State has won the two regular season games against the U of A this season. Oregon is now number three. In the conference at ten and six, Colorado and uh, UCLA are both at nine and seven at this point. Uh, then uh, California—they've had a tremendous season. Mark Matson has done a really good job. They do not have the greatest roster in the league, uh, but they certainly have improved a lot. They, they've done a really good job with player development at Cal. They are now nine and eight in conference play. ASU sitting in seventh place at this point in conference play. Uh, and I just lost my here we go. Uh, they're 8-9 in conference play. Uh, then you've got the the kind of the you know, Utah, the most overrated team in college basketball, let alone the Pac-12. They are seven and nine. Uh, and, you know, Washington sitting at seven and ten, tied with Stanford at seven and ten. Stanford should be much better than it is. Unlike California, which has done a great job with player development. Uh, Stanford is a team that should be much better than seven and ten in a really bad Pac-12 conference, to the point where there's only two teams, Arizona and Washington. Arizona and Washington State are the only two teams in this conference that even should do, think about being a possibility in the NCAA tournament at this point. Everybody else, you got to win the Pac-12 tournament and get the automatic bid to get in. USC, which they've had maybe ten games this season. I would bet, probably bet under 10 games with all their players that their key players playing simultaneously. They're 5-11 and 11 after beating UCLA and UCLA the other night, and then Oregon State, which is not good, uh, except for the one game they played this year against the U of A, and they won in Corvallis. Oregon State dead last in the conference at 4-13. and 13. Meanwhile, the Suns, of course, uh, they went 1-2 uh, the first four days coming back from the All-Star break. And uh, they don't play till Thursday night against the Rockets. Uh, They lost to the Rockets last Friday night in Houston. In fact, the Suns are 1-2 this season against the Rockets. The home team has won all three games in that uh, season series thus far. All right, coming up next, we'll have a news update with Corey. That'll be followed by the conclusion of today's spectacular one-hour radio program. With the National Roundup, we'll get to a, a couple of things in that next segment. Uh, get to uh, some of the uh, you know few things uh, ripped from the headlines from the wire combo, and then time pending. We'll get to some heard through the grapevine information uh, from the uh, from the national scene of things. Don't forget tomorrow we return with a full three hours uh, with the uh, sports zone from 10 to 11, and of course the extra point hosted by Kayla is back uh, on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week. The rest of the week, uh, and that's from 11 to 1 o'clock and. She lets me participate on that show, even though yesterday, quite frankly, I don't think it was one of my best performances, but I'm going to strive to do better the rest of the week. You're listening to Sports SportsZone with Bob Kemp on KDUSA, M1060 and CastleX HD2 100.7. Side of today's sports show with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1016 and KS Lux HD 2 100.7. It is thank you time, and as always, we thank you for listening. Special thanks to the callers, emailers, tweeters, texters, whomever and whatever else slipped through the cracks. Also, our guest today, UVA basketball discussion with Steve Rivera of AllSportsTucson.com and also Fox Sports Radio in Tucson. Check out all his work either at the website, foxsportstucson.com, uh, or uh, the uh, Fox Sports website, the Tucson affiliate there, 1490. Also, uh, sound of the day, courtesy of uh, Pac-12 Networks, ESPN, and FS1. Special thanks, as always, to Kayla, Corey, and Aaron. All right, let's wrap up uh, the sports zone here with uh, some uh, rip from the headlines and from the wire combination, and uh, time pending. We'll get to a little heard uh, through the grapevine. Let's start with uh, the Suns, it's kind of a combination of national and local. They're close to hosting the 2027 All-Star weekend, according to The Athletic. Uh, Suns fans should actually be ready to go here because the Suns play such bad defense that that's pretty much what the All-Star game has become. So you just be, be watching a regular Suns game. Because they rarely play defense, and there's rarely defense in the NBA playoffs, in the the All-Star game playoffs. Hopefully there's some defense at some point. Meanwhile, former son Chris Paul with the Warriors now scheduled to return tonight after he missed seven weeks with a broken hand. The Warriors actually have turned things around. They've actually won 10 of their last 13 games. And uh, Paul will definitely help them. They could use a little direction on offense, but they have played much better here of late. Meanwhile, around the NFL, candidates for the 49ers defensive coordinator position include Brandon Staley and also uh, Nick Sorensen. Uh, they both interviewed. That, according to our longtime Sports Zone guest Matt Maiocco of NBC Sports Bay Area, Major League Baseball, the Cardinals signed shortstop Brandon Crawford, uh, who, quite frankly, seemed close to completely finished when he was playing last year with the Giants. Uh, but uh, they signed him to a two-year contract. Meanwhile, the Twins made a trade yesterday with the Dodgers, Banwell Margot, who never played a game with the Dodgers after they acquired him in the offseason from the Rays. He's now been traded from the Dodgers to the Twins, and uh, Margot's going to be likely a platoon left fielder, and I'm sure he'll get some center field time because, unfortunately, Byron Buxton will likely get hurt at some point this season for the Twins because that's, unfortunately, Buxton's history. Quickly, uh, thanks from the grapevine here. The Cowboys and Dak Prescott uh, have yet to discuss specifics on a contract, uh, reworking his contract that's expected to be done at some point this offseason because they need some salary cap space, among other things. Also, the Cowboys apparently uh, have – I think they've done the right thing. They reportedly are moving on from Tony Pollard, who have said for two years – Cannot be an every-down running back for really any team in the NFL. The Cowboys foolishly thought he could be that for them last year. The Chargers are not expected to franchise tag Austin Eckler, uh, which I don't really think has uh, exactly really been a topic of discussion. Uh, he's uh, you know, you basically worn down badly the last couple of years with injuries. He's not a young running back, and you know how that young running back thing goes. And also, some NFL teams are struggling to evaluate Drake May. Uh, And I understand that. I'm not the biggest Drake May fan myself, but also in his defense. He's had uh, two different offensive coordinators during his last two years at North Carolina. May, Daniels, and Caleb Williams, none of them will throw this week at the Combine, according to reports in the last 24 hours. And one last thing, baseball, the Red Sox reportedly had a good meeting with Jordan Montgomery uh, according to multiple reports, I assume that uh, Montgomery's agent, one Scott Boris, was not the source of those reports that they had a good meeting. <laughs> so hopefully that works out for the Red Sox who need to do something this offseason. All right, that's it for the Sports Zone for today. We'll be back on Wednesday. Sports Zone from 10 to 11. The extra point hosted by Kayla from 11 to 1. This has been the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on this Tuesday. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of the day, everybody.